My name is Alice, and I work for the Umbrella Corporation. Okay, not really. My name is Ben, but we're talking about Alice's adventures in Resident Evil Apocalypse. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's guilty movie pleasure. People headbang. I just did it twice and it hurts. All right. Well, that's all the energy I had for the show today. Oh man! Holy shit! I need a Gatorade. I think I pulled a groin muscle. Good Ow. lord! Ooh, I did some deep squats and then I did the uh, I did the drums real fast. Yeah, I think I think I, I think I just revealed to America that I've never played good. Guitar before and that was. <laughs> you did this that, a lot. I just yeah. That's how you play, right? Yeah, you just that's like how you play. swing your arm around. Holy hell! That, yeah, <laughs> we should never do that again. I'm winded. So we're talking. Oh man, guilty movie pleasure fans. In honor of Resident Evil, the final chapter, we are talking Resident Evil Apocalypse. <laughs> and in case you're wondering, it's the second one of the series. It came out in I believe uh, 2006. Four years after the original Resident Evil, mm. and uh, I'm so gonna, they, they I'm, had four years to think about it. But and before, this is what they yeah, did. yeah, yeah, yeah. This is what happened. But we, before we get too deep into it, I have my my good friend Jesse McIntosh back as usual. Obviously, he's back because he's my co-host. <laughs> good he's day, back. Folks. Hey, I'm back. I'm back. <laughs> Holy oh, shit! So um, uh, nice to see you all. Thanks for thanks for always being here. No, I appreciate thank that. Thank you. I uh, you know I went back in time to when you first started the show, <laughs> as if I needed to reintroduce you. No, I appreciate uh, the introduction yeah, always. Yeah, always. So I'm going to come out and say that um, I love this entire series, as you can tell by I own all five on Blu-ray, and I'm going to go through uh, a little rundown of what each one is about in a little bit here. Um, but I I have loved these since the beginning, and but I fully admit that they are. Terrible films, Interesting. but they're hilariously bad. To me, these are like because they still have really great production value, even though they're silly as shit. So that's where I draw the line. Where like I can't watch a movie like Birdemic or any of the Asylum <laughs> films where it's like Sharktopus and shit like that because I can't handle it if like the effects are really bad, the acting's really bad, and it's just like there's nothing redeeming about it. But to me, these have kind of a cool style and action film vibe to them and then the silliest shit ever happens so before we get into anything mm-hmm. just know i fully admit and i'm a huge <laughs> fan of the games so yes i'm very pissed that they have an entire six film franchise based on a character who never shows up in the games and they just kind of sprinkle in the game characters without any introductions and kill them off screen or make them disappear for two movies and come back with a new hairdo and some weird computer thing attached to their chest that's only if you've seen resident evil 4 and 5 you understand but so yeah so that's my that's i'm prefacing everything with that that i love these movies but they are terribly awesome films these and the underworld films are my guilty movie pleasures now that i've just set all that up jesse have you ever seen this movie or any of the resident evil Uh, films? i still haven't so this is going to be an interesting day uh no no i had never i had never played the game i had never seen any of the films i think i might have seen a trailer 
once. I'm sure you have. So They've been around for 15 years. Yeah, I've heard of it. Um, no, but I had never seen it. Um, and I do want to say a couple of things yeah, please, please. in response to everything that you just said. I'm going to try and unpack it as best I can here. Please. First of all... Because I went on a rant. First of all, Ben Begley brought in five Blu-rays. Um, and I just want you to know I have all of these movies on VHS, and I just didn't want to disturb my no. alphabetized VHS no. cabinet um, to bring them all in, but I do oh, have them at home. Okay, there go ahead. Go. Keep going. Keep no, going. Yeah, of course. Um, I, I like that you have an alphabetized VHS cabinet. Do you have the, the like um, clamshell or whatever they were called, uh, Disney movies, where they're in that like plastic, awkward case? Yeah. Just tons. Yeah. I mean, I I bought just the cases, and I rotate the VHSs I put in and them, but I enjoy, I like the cases. You bought a 4K TV, and you watch your VHS, because you're old school on yeah. that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, full screen on my 4K. I like it this way. I like I like to um, have to manually rewind all the way Tracking. when I'm done. Yeah. I love my favorite thing is adjusting the tracking on my movies. Oh, it's Who tremendous. needs HD quality when you can adjust the tracking? No one. Um, so, do you want to jump ahead to a, to a chapter? No, not me. I just want to. I want to kind of remember the timestamp and then approximate where I want to be. Um, the other thing I want to say is before we started, sorry, you keep going. I'm going to just keep playing. That's all right. Um, before we started, my favorite description of any movie ever <laughs> is what you said to me about the first movie. You asked if I had seen it. I said no. And you said, um, the first one is almost a movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which technically, not true. Technically, it is a movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, so can you explain to me what you meant by that? Okay. All right. Here, I'll give you the quick run. Yes, rundown. please. Resident Evil 1 yep. is, is basically the most movie movie of all of them. Okay. Where it follows the structure. It makes sense. Right. It's uh, the hive. Uh, basically, Umbrella Corporation is this big... They, they do all kinds of pharmaceuticals, all kinds of things, and you find out that they're also developing bioweapons, and one of them somebody steals and then lets it loose in the hive, and the Red Queen, who is the AI program, shuts down the hive, closes everybody in, and gasses them and kills them all, not knowing that the T-virus is going to wake them all up and turn them into zombies. Gotcha. And so... So what, what you're describing right now is plot. Is yeah, that correct? So it okay. actually has a plot, a beginning, middle, and an end. This movie, uh, it plays out as close to the original Resident Evil game by being a survival horror. Okay. The rest of them become survival action horror films. Gotcha. Um, like Resident Evil 7 ended up, I mean, 6 ended up being. But this one, uh, it just, rewatch it. When I saw it in theaters, I loved it. Mm -hmm. But now, I rewatched it last week. I watched all six of these, including the new one last on week. On VHS or on your Blu-ray? Uh, on the Blu-ray. On your Blu-ray. And then on VHS okay. again. Right. But this one is the one that it just feels kind of like a, a generic zombie movie now, in hindsight. Gotcha. There's not a lot to delineate it. I don't even think there's a, a character other than Umbrella that's actually from the games in the first movie. So, okay. So then a couple of things yeah. is uh, I texted you after. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. to, to I just had a couple of clarifying questions. Because you've never seen the first I'd one. I'd never seen the so first one. you were just jumping in. And I was trying to figure out who we already knew did from the first one. Did the previous one help you? A little bit, yeah, okay. yeah. It, it did a good job of sort of summing up everything that you just said in the first one, mm -hmm. um, like in as concise a way as they could have. Um, but I didn't know who we already knew. I knew... Alice, and that was it. Um, and then you explained to me that Alice is not actually in the game, which is a stunning move on Resident Evil's <laughs> part to base an entire franchise off of a game and then center that franchise around yeah. a character not in the game. It's like making a Captain America movie and having, you know, Agent Coulson be the lead. And I love Agent Coulson, 
But it's not a Captain America movie. Or or a guy just like Charles. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about yeah. we talked about to make a Super Mario Brothers movie and have Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. And then Mario just makes an appearance. Mario's in the sequel, but like not super important. <laughs> he just, and he just like shows up and he's like, you guys get it. Because when I was texting you, I think there's miscommunication because Jill Valentine is introed in this movie, but the way she's introed makes you think you've already seen her in like I assumed three other movies. Right. And there's no setup for her character other than she's a badass character and there's some newspaper clippings that she had some issues yep. with uh, being shamed off the police force. Right, which and, I honestly didn't even ingest that because I was like, this feel like I feel like I'm going to get more, <laughs> and then I never got more. Oh, so like, just wait. Yeah, all right. Okay, so um, I'm, I'm going to give you the rundown then. So then we'll talk about Resident Evil Apocalypse. Then this will be real quick. Resident Evil Extinction, uh, Claire Redfield's introduced, who's a major character in the games, but she's just introduced as, hey, that's Claire. She's helping these people in the desert wasteland. Uh, no other backstory. Humanitarian? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Resident Evil 4, Chris Redfield's introduced, and he was just left behind. Any in, relation? Th- yeah, brother and sister. Good. They, they okay. search for each other throughout the games. It's a big plot point. And then in this one, it's like, hey, he was thrown in here as a, in a solitary confinement by the prisoners when they escaped, and now everybody thinks he's bad, and he turns out to be good. Oh, but then we forget about him in the fifth one, and we just leave him aside, and we we bring back um, all the dead characters from the first movie as their clones in this one, okay. and uh, we introduce clones of Mila, Mila Jovovich's character in this one that then attack Umbrella in the beginning of this one. There's like 30 of them. They all die except for Alice, and then in this one, we reveal that there's like 4,000. This just goes crazy town. This goes to just batshit insane. I mean, it's weird. You know, I I can't even explain it because it doesn't make sense. You don't have to. You don't have to explain it. I I guess if you're going to ignore everything you've already established, (laughs) then you have to go batshit as you continue on forward. Every movie just gets more absurd to distract you from the fact that they're forgetting. It seems like the drafts are written where like they get halfway through filming the movie and they're just writing it as they go. And halfway through, they're like, oh, shit. Last movie we established that the daughter couldn't walk Uh, just add a a little thing to the beginning where in the new movie the daughter in this one who can't walk Mm -hmm. in the new movie she has a benjamin button style disease and they just completely rewrite it okay let me pitch this to you as a possibility they decided they were going to make a resident evil movie Uh they received six scripts (laughs) yeah yeah, and they said these are all really good yeah let's just do them all let's do them all yeah let's not change any of them Let's do our the best we can to fuse just them. Fuse them all together. But they were all ori- they were all intended originally yeah. to just be the one Resident Maybe. Evil movie, perhaps. Maybe. Now I don't want to get too much into the other four because I'll get I'll get into crazy town with that. Yeah. But I would love to have a conversation with anybody in the comment section. Just put a spoiler alert because I would love to talk about the new one. The only thing I'll say about the new one is it's the closest thing to an actual plot since the first movie. Mm-hmm. But the action scenes are, in- are incoherent. You cannot see what's going on. It's like a raver edited them while high on speed. It's crazy. And I will also just jump on that and say, if you want my opinion on it, <laughs> then please, I will engage as well. Just know I haven't seen it. Yeah, but I'm happy I'm yeah. happy to engage uh, with anyone who has any questions. So what's your opinion on this movie? Yeah. Let's get to that. So you're Before gonna, we get to the plot. You're going to have to go on a walk with me for a please, bit. Please. Because um, I'm going to explain this in a roundabout yeah. way. Um, my, my favorite way. There, there, have, there has been a trend Mm -hmm. in the past couple years of making plays into movies. So Fences this year, Doubt, um, there were a couple like... I'm so excited where this is going. Les Miserables, et cetera. Yes. Um, 
And I hate those movies, mm-hmm. um, mostly because plays are not meant to be filmed because they're they're super engaging in the theater but then when you watch them on film usually they're a snooze right it's probably it's usually a two and a half hour conversation um and it's there's no there's no showing it's all telling because they say theater is an auditory medium and 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 film is a visual medium right exactly um so i it just bores me yep yeah Mm -hmm. all the above um it just bores me and i like i can appreciate what it is for what it is but i don't love the experience Mm -hmm. on the entire opposite side of the spectrum (laughs) movies that are based solely on video games Uh can tend to have none of that other stuff none of what plays develop in character and relationships and like everything that is interesting about what moves plot forward is how people relate to one another that's (laughs) believe it or not that's why we love plot is to see uh relationships evolve (laughs) yeah um, it focus, it completely drops all of that off and it just pushes action forward. And that's what this did for me is <laughs> it's it, like 90 minutes of nonstop. It legitimately, I think I, I looked at the time and it, it was either half an hour or 45 minutes before I knew what the plot was. <laughs> Cause it doesn't make sense. It until, doesn't until the doctor's until like, they yeah, call yeah. And they're like, I need you to get my daughter. And that's like a good four fights into the, the movie. The whole movie's just meandering action until it's then. Just but like, I we're, love it. We're fighting. Why are we fighting when I guess they're going to die yep. Like I, tonight? Um, and they're just like, where are they going? Are they just hiding? But now they're on the move. Yep. Yep. So it, like, it, it was very difficult for me to latch on to anything because I didn't know where or what they were doing oh, or yeah. where they were going until the doctor called... Um, yep. And like set them on a path. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, here That's we go. That's where it actually has some forward momentum instead of just like, we're just shooting zombies. Yeah, like and, fuck, zombies and creatures. And Zach Ward, there's Nikolai. Hello, I'm Nikolai. Oh, boy. Nice to see you. Yeah. Met that guy. Really nice guy. I bet he is. His Russian accent's hilarious in it's, this movie. It's tricky. Uh, it's tricky. It's tricky. I can't do it very well. <laughs> you know, I'm I. terrible at accents. I'm mm. not going to pretend. So uh, before we get too far, uh, off the rails, as if I didn't do that by giving you a dissertation on all five. I'm going to rank them by the end of the show, too. Uh, let's do the plot in under three minutes. I'm all very right. excited about this. Steven, are you ready in the booth, or did we numb you into submission and you're now asleep? Both! <laughs> Perfect! Oh, that was an enthusiastic <laughs> was both, though. Frightening as hell. All right, we're going to do this in three, two, one. So we start off with a recap of the first film saying, my name is Alice, I work for the Umbrella Corporation, all this bad shit happened with the hive, the Red Queen went crazy, and then I woke up, and what happened? I don't know. And then they show Umbrella, and then they show Raccoon City, and it's all peaceful until the guys go to visit, they investigate the hive, and then the zombies come out. Oh shit, then Alice wakes up, and she's like, what happened? Ah! And she goes out, boom, and then what happens? Wait, so the, so the yes. other woman uh, sees what's going on on TV, and yep. she runs to the police station. And Jill she just, Yeah, and she just starts shooting people. Shooting zombies. Shooting and she people. goes, I told you to shoot them in the head. How did she know about this? How, I don't know, it happened nope. 13 hours. Ago. Who did she tell? It's unclear. <laughs> nope. But she is very accurate. <laughs> yeah, I know that much. Very accurate. Um, so then they start to run. They they want to leave the city. We've established there's only one bridge in and out of the city. Because the caravan of people came and sn- snatched up all the umbrella important people and yep. got them out. And then they built a wall very fast. Very quick. Very fast on the one bridge out of the city. Yep. Um, and so then they, they see that people are getting through the wall and they're like, shut the door. This is it. Because one, one turns and starts attacking yeah. people. They're like, uh-huh. it's too late. So we got to go. Get back or we'll shoot you. They're like, no, you won't. And then they oh, start shit, shooting. they're really going to shoot yep. us. And then they start running and they get stuck back in the city and then there's the guys Nikolai and Oliveira who are who are way late in there he has an awesome intro jumping out of a helicopter shooting zombies 
They're stuck there. Alice is meandering around. Jill Valentine and her crew and the reporter. LJ's wandering around. They all find their way to the church. Um, and they're in the church. Yep. And that that's where like the monsters are. The liquors, are. I think they call them. It, yeah, the it's tongues, out there. Yep. The big uh-huh. tongues. Uh-huh. So they're the nervous, around. sweaty guy with the gun. Yeah. This is my place. This is my place. This is my place. Oh, shit. Minute 30. Uh, oh, boy. Um, and then the, the priest gets bitten by his wife, his I wife? think. Yeah. Alice busts through on her motorcycle. Yeah. We'll uh, get to that. It's my and favorite so, thing. Okay, so they kill everyone in the yeah. church. Then zombies start coming in the church. So they're like, all right, we got to go. go. So they go to the graveyard. People start coming. You stop in a graveyard that's, when zombies That's yeah. where you stop. People start coming out of the graves. They uh, fight, fight more everybody. Fights. Bam, bam, bam. They go um, by a phone. It rings. The doctor, who's in the beginning that we'll get to, we didn't talk about yet. He says, hey, my daughter's stuck there. You got to go save her. I'll help you get out of here on the last helicopter, but I can't tell you yet. So they all go to the school where Nikolai and Oliveira as well, they all converge on the school. But um, I'm forgetting a major thing before then. Yeah. Oh, Nemesis is really. Fuck, yes. The bad guy. Yep. He comes in, wastes the entire raccoon police department, and and Mike Epps is left alive because he he drops his guns. Holy shit! Tell uh, me so more. they so they go to the school and they uh, they kill a bunch of kid zombies and they find the daughter um, who is still alive because she was given the antidote uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and she says, "Oh, we can't go in here. This is where the dogs are." Yeah. And then the dogs are in the lunchroom <laughs> and then they all attack and, they, uh, and uh, she blows them up with a cigarette that she randomly had. Yep. And then uh, oh god, okay. Then they find out that they have to go to the last helicopter thing. She scales a building, kicks a bunch of ass. Nemesis comes, bad guy with terrible accent comes in and goes, I want you to fight in front of me and see who is the best. And, so and then they fight, they, fight. they kill the doctor, and then they fight. But then Nemesis turns. Nemesis turns because he says, Nemesis is useless to me. Nemesis ends up wasting all the bad umbrella people, and then they leave the dude behind. He gets eaten by the doctor and the other zombies. They all escape on a helicopter. It crashes because the nuclear blast that hits the city. She wakes up in another lab. Turns out she's been turned into Project Alice, and then we don't know if she's good or bad as she goes off and they with, break the, her out. with the caravan of their heroes. Oh, God, that got stressful. <sighs> so, for a movie that I declared had no plot, there was a lot to go through there. There's a lot. And, Stephen, let us know if we have any fun comments in the section that we should address. Uh, and we, I'd love to talk to people. I would, I would like to know the unfun comments. So filter those so, yeah. accordingly to Ben and I. So the, the beginning of the movie <clears throat> starts off with a, a, uh, a recap Yep. Of sorts, like a previously on. Each one of these is kind of episodic. It feels like you're watching an, an extended episode of a Resident Evil TV show that has a huge budget. Excuse me. Can we play sound clips one and two, please? This is the intro. My name is Alice, but there was an incident. Fires escaped, and everybody died. Trouble was, they didn't stay dead. And if you've seen these movies, you know every single movie starts off with her kind of melancholy... Mm. Talking into directly into a non-existent camera, it's it's breaking the fourth wall completely, right? Because there's no reason for her to be talking into this. I mean, in this movie, she talks into a news camera later on and, and sums up this exact same thing again. Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is just—it's totally breaking the fourth wall. Just saying, hey, just in case you forgot. Because these movies come out so sporadically. Sure. Here's everything that happened. And I'm also fine. Like, I'd rather... I would rather that. I'd rather that than, like, clunky exposition. Yeah. Like, eh, I'm fine. And the, one, the Underworld movies do the same thing, where they're like, I've been hunted by lichens, and I've been hunted by my own kind. And you're like, all right, Kate Beckinsale. Good to know. Who cares? I love Good this. Good to know. Um, but so, yeah, I'm fine with the exposition. But it happens every movie. That's mm-hmm. something you need to know. And then we get into where she... Uh, we talked about how there's the... The longest government carpool ever, as soon as the zombie outbreak happens, where it's just like, and it's like this music, and they're just zooming through the streets. They pick up all the executives, 
and then somehow erect this massive fortress wall. Yeah, I on just want to bridge out of town. Very quickly discuss the pros and cons of living in, in a town a, with one bridge in a town yeah. with exactly <clears throat> one way in and out. <clears throat> yeah. um, mostly cons. Mm-hmm. Like they all seem happy in the neighborhood in the beginning. They're yeah. all like like very community based. They all know each other and they're all saying hi. Um, yeah, but I just that's a pro. I yeah, you're, I guess you all know each like other. you're pretty close with your neighbors. Sure, um, I would not put myself in a position where there was only one way in or out of the city. No, anything happens. Yeah, a, a massive building fire that spreads. Um, but like uh, zombie apocalypse, anything happens to the road. Like you're not, not even a disaster, but yeah. just like if there's construction, then like, uh, yeah, fuck, you're man. Screwed. I got like now at I have least to stay Manhattan at home for has a few ways out. Right. San Francisco has a few ways to get, you know, if you're in the in the forest out there, you can get back by a couple bridges. Yeah. Yeah. Really poorly planned design reckons. Also, like you kind of did this to yourself. Dumb question. But like, was it a bridge over water? Like, could they have swam? They never really showed. OK. It was just kind of a darkly a bridge. lit bridge. It was like a raised road. Yeah. There was like a road underneath. Yeah. That they also could have taken. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, like, <laughs> there was like, I mean, that's really inconvenient. Yeah. Though. That's super Ooh, out of my way. Good. I got to take a different exit. Just because there's so much good stuff to talk about. I want to I want to move on to yes. Jill Valentine's intro. Yes. Where she Jill Valentine's in the video games and she wears almost that exact outfit okay. in fact i think it, it is that exact outfit and she but she has like a little cap like a little cap on actually it's a little less sexified in the game if i remember right hmm. it's she's wearing like kind of army style cargo pants not necessarily a skirt okay there's two versions of it anyways now i'm just nerding Does out she, about her outfit she feel like she could fight better in yeah, army pants maybe get maybe. into character a little more but she comes in you just see these sexy heels come in you see these legs and then you hear all this stuff about the the and then it's like every off-duty police officer come now we need you she busts in bat 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 every all every zombie in there she shoots yep she looks at her um her, her chief who just comes up like every 90s chief and is like valentine like what are you doing here? She's like, I told you to shoot them in the head. They're infected. How did you know this? It's happened 13 hours ago. Unclear. This is never. This just happened. Like nobody knew that the hive existed under Raccoon City. She, I mean, she's obviously seen some zombie movies, so she knows. She's like, heads up in case there are zombies. Like I don't know what she got sent home for, guys. but like, guys, since I'm not going to be here, just heads up. I want to prepare you for the worst. If there are zombies, yeah. don't call me crazy. If there yeah. are zombies, shoot them in the head. Here's the thing. Also, when she came walking into her place, when she heard over that radio, had she been killing zombies already and was just mm. waiting or like, there's no backstory. I think it doesn't she, make any no, sense. she was just waiting for the call. She was just waiting she for the was call. Like they'll right. need me. They'll okay. need me. Let's yeah. be fair. If, if somebody's a good shot, you shoot for the head. Yeah. Even if it's a zombie or not. That's so a good point. That's a good point. But she specifically knows because they're infected. You aim for the head. Also, like, How? just as a general rule, police officers out there, don't don't shoot for the don't head, sh- man. Don't like, don't. Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. not. Maybe no. the arm or the leg. The or something. arm. That's better. Yeah, let's shoot to maim. So then they start this technique in this movie that wasn't introduced in the first one. Each movie visually does something weirdly different than the the last. Okay. Until Paul W. Sanderson gets on four and five, and then it's all super slow mo three D. And then the sixth one's all choppy, fuck your eyes editing. But uh, hashtag fuck your eyes. Um, but the, the thing, I don't know if you noticed the recurring uh, choppy slow motion editing of the zombies where like they're, yeah. they're like shambling along and it's like it's like this weird slow-mo blurry. It, you know what it was? Um, it was very, have you seen Fallen with Denzel yeah, yeah. Washington? Yeah, it was, it like was very like when you were the, the demon perspective. The demon perspective. Yeah. That was the perspective you got. He just saw got. Fallen right before starting filming. Yeah, I, Alexander Witt, the director of this was like you know i like that 
That worked. That looks like zombie vision. That worked. Yeah. 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 Utilize that. Does anyone know how to do that? <laughs> and <laughs> each character gets such amazing badass intros in this movie because Oliveira or Olivera. I'm kidding. Mm-hmm. It's Olivera. Uh, I forget the actor's name, but he's in like three of these movies. Oliver A. Oliver A. Uh, he's one of the Umbrella soldiers. Yep. They're, they're coming in there to try and suppress this before it spreads, and they get left behind. But his intro is, they're all trying to scoop up all the important people, and he's like, there's a civilian down there! We And they're like, we can't! We have orders! And can we play clip number three? Because this is what Olivera says. Wait, what? Clip number three? I guess that's it. I, that's- hit, I hit number three, sorry. Fuck orders! Wait, try that again. Fuck orders! It sounds like he's saying pock orders, but it's fuck orders. Fuck orders. Then, did you laugh out loud? Because I did even in the theaters. When he jumps at, and he's like, Nikolai, chain me up or whatever, loop me up. And he jumps, not loop me up, loop me up. (laughs) That's a different movie. That's a different movie. Um, he, He jumps out of the helicopter. And he's like zip lining or pulley lining, whatever you call it. He just it. jumped. He's on this this rope, and it's going, and he's just double barrel, just bam, 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 shooting every zombie yeah. as he's free falling, which is impossible. Impossible. Well, not only is everyone it imp- has superhuman aim in this movie. Not only is that physically impossible, but if you're jumping from that height out of a helicopter that you're tethered to, yeah. that helicopter is not going to stay level when you. When the rope ends, <laughs> yeah. that helicopter is going to go, whoa, yeah. shit. He, he lands perfect he, Mission, like, Impossible Mission Impossible style. Like, yeah. Like there was just sweat. enough rope. I would have so loved it. It would have been my favorite movie ever if he was not an important character and they had just <laughs> had the rope a little bit too long and he had just face planted into amazing. the roof of the building. Oh, yeah. damn it. We need to rewrite this movie. But it was so, it was so insane yeah. for anyone to be like one civilian. Like their mission is to get important people and they're in a helicopter. They're not in an airplane yeah. that has like seats like 38D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's a helicopter. Yeah. Where, where is she going to sit? And they need important people and they're like, no, I see one civilian and I see 40 zombies. And so I'm going to jump out of this helicopter. Oh, it's his save the cat moment. It's to show him, like, in writing terms, I'm sure people know this, but in Save the Cat, it's like, it's to show he's a hero. Right. Because no, he wants totally. to save this one lady. And the shitty thing is, then when they save her, she's like, it, they reveal she's been bitten. And she's like, I know what happens. She just jumps she off the building. She jumps. And then they're left behind because... He had to be a hero. All for nothing. So him and Nikolai and Yuri, he just has a whole bunch of like, like just generic Eastern European friends that 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 came along on his. It's <laughs> the Russian helicopter. The Russian helicopter. Yeah. <laughs> nice to see you, Yuri. So I'm Nikolai. Hello. So we talked about how on the bridge they're just like, hey, uh, uh, everybody's trying to get through, and then one person falls down and is infected, and they just mow down a bunch of innocent people. Yeah. They which like, wasn't necessary. You probably like, didn't need to do that. They can't get through the wall, or can they? Mm. <laughs> I like to... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> yeah! I like to get subtly or very overtly <laughs> political every episode now. Um, but then we set up Dr. Ashford, where he comes in, and he's like, my daughter's not here! And he's always sort of... He's like half Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Half. Uh, like, he's, he's in a wheelchair, and, he, and you realize later on that he was trying... His daughter had the same congenital disease that um, made her... She wasn't able to walk, so he was trying to heal her with the T-virus. 
Uh, turns out they rewrite that in, in the final chapter, number six, and she has Benjamin Button disease. But whatever. Who cares about continuity? Also, I'm, like, really worried about her because when they... Yeah. Like, just to jump ahead, like, her arm yeah, she was, like, like a, completely She looks like a junkie. Up. Junkie. Yeah, and, like, she's only, what, 10 years old? It's really bad. It's ha- like her dad took her to the doctor to draw blood, and he's like, I'm going to get one of the trainee nurses to do it for <laughs> exactly. <me."> exactly. <laughs> Look, I can't find your vein. Make a fist. Make, Make a tighter a fist. fist. Can we play number... <laughs> Number four, Dr. Ashford's line. But don't worry. The risk of infection is too great. You must understand. You do what you have to do. I'm staying. <laughs> I just, I just find his delivery. I know he's is that ye- from South Park? <laughs> I know he's yelling over a helicopter, and the guy's a pretty decent actor, but. That line is so funny. How the, he's he's good in this movie, yeah. but that line makes me laugh every time. Can we play it again? The, the risk of infection is too great. You must understand. You do what you have to do. I'm staying. So I think you do what you have to do. I think the funny part about it, and we can play it one more time, but the the juxtaposition between like two people who are talking relatively close to one another in the same in the same environment in the same yeah. environment the one guy is like super just calm and then he is shouting over do the what helicopter you have to do. that's a good I'm point but, that's a good point the other play, play the whole clip for me real quick the risk of infection is too great he's probably going i can't hear you <laughs> what you do what you have to do this is how you have I'm to talk staying. When there's an when there's a helicopter, this is how you have to talk. That's that's an actor right there. He's oh man, like, I'm I'm using my environment. Oh god, that's so good. So we see Alice scavenging for guns, and she's in an ammo shop. Which those of you who played Resident Evil Two, the beginning of the game starts off in an ammo shop, and it gets overrun by zombies. So there are subtle nods in this movie to the games that I appreciate as being a longtime Resident Evil gamer, although it's been years, so I forget a lot of the details. But I remember watching it and being like, oh, cool, cool, cool. And they tried a little bit harder this time than the first one, which was just like, generic zombie movie with the Umbrella Corporation and characters. Yeah, which is cool. Like, they should yeah, they should they put those details in there. Like, they tried. that's a nod to their base. Yeah, and then we it. find out that she's, uh, when she falls down and these, like, weird worms start crawling under her skin, mm-hmm. that she's been infected with a T-virus. And it's bonded with her. But they never really un- explain what those things are. Nope. Um, what they do. Nope. Except she has um, superhuman strength now. And she can jump. She's basically like Supergirl minus flying now. She's like Wonder Woman and Batman vs Superman. Where she can like leap super far. Yeah. And like fight and Yeah, heal. she like, at, at one point she It's seemed, very generic superpowers. Yeah, she like does, she can't quite do things. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it's, just, it's just enough so that she's in danger in the right moments and invincible in the, it's, yeah. it's a plot device. It's like, well, in this scene she'll have, uh, she can uh, backwards kick a zombie in the head in the graveyard, which is my favorite moment of that. Yeah. In the graveyard scene, she slow motion, backward, no look, kicks a zombie in the head and somehow kills it. Well, I mean, it was a powerful kick. She's they do establish in the first one that if you break the zombie's neck, oh, there you go. If you sever the spinal cord, that kills it. Which mm, zombie lore doesn't really make sense. It's tough. Yeah, that's it. You got to kill the brain. That, that's that's what happens. I told you, shoot for the head. Shoot for the head. I told, I told you. you. <laughs> well, let's talk about the church. Yeah, because we have a good. Uh, can we? They 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 stumble upon a church with the most nervous, sweatiest guy ever holding a gun like he's never held one before. Can we play clip number five? My. This is my place. I'm hiding here. I think it's big enough for all of us. Don't tell me. Why can't I just call it? (laughs) 
This is my place. I'm hiding here. Oh my it's, god. I think it's big enough for all of us. It is a big church. It is. You don't you can have and also like if if I were one person hiding from zombies, I'd want company. And yeah. like maybe he can vet them a little bit, but like and I like there's not a whole lot of time for it, obviously. But they like, have guns. Yeah, like they're gonna accept help him. people, except human beings who are coming in with guns. Like yeah. they're probably not gonna kill you. They're probably just as afraid as you uh and you just have as better afraid as you are. of surviving if fifty zombies strength or in numbers. Three to four, I can't remember how many, because it kind of they kind of just arbitrarily jump around. Yeah. I believe they're called lickers. Can we look up what those monsters are? It doesn't matter. I think they're called lickers or Pretty sure they're lickers. Tongue yeah. creature with sure. brains outside of their it would, skulls. It would be appropriate. Everything was labeled pretty on the nose. The Umbrella Corporation, Nemesis, yeah. Lickers. Yep. Uh, last week, Con Air, Sally Can't Dance, which we agree. Yeah. Sally could dance. Sally could for sure dance. Sally could dance. So Fact check that. So the Lickers, they're hunting, and they have that generic red vision, mm-hmm. which I don't know what that means other than it just looks cool, and you now know a monster is tracking you. Because yep. it's not like it's heat sensor or anything like that. Do... Or, so uh, this is uh, an ignorant question, but mm-hmm. do, where are they from? They're how, from how did, the first movie, right? But how did they come to being? They were created, like yeah, they were built. They were built. Okay. So they were experimenting on bioweapons, and they were experimenting on humans, and they made them into these gotcha. monsters, just like they made Eric Mabius's character from the first one into Nemesis, right? Which is a third act reveal. Spoilers if you haven't seen this movie. Um, when <laughs> when the tongue goes around the nervous guy, and then sl- sl- this movie does a really cool thing where it's. As sometimes it pulls away from the violence in a fun kind of like cutaway old yeah. school horror way, which I, I kind of dig. It's just they do it a little too much to the point where I'm like, all right, just show something happen. There eventually. were there were. Let me hedge a little bit from what I said earlier. Yeah. There were some really cool moments um, and some really cool devices that were used. Yeah. Just like the issue for me was like no plot. Yeah, no plot and not being able to plot. like no no character, no relationships, no character building, none of that. Yeah. Um, but there were some very cool like uh, like filming devices. Yeah. I guess you could say it's stylish. Um, yeah. For, for a silly movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to know your opinion, and maybe you can help unpack uh, Alice's intro with the motorcycle through the church window. Um, several questions come up. Sure. How did she know they were in there? I know she could have heard the gunfire, but there's a lot of gunfire going on. So how did she delineate that, oh, these are innocent people who need help, and if I slam through the window at this exact point, I'm going to hit this liquor in the... How did she know any of this? Right. It seems very convenient. It, very convenient. Let me propose this. Maybe mm-hmm. as soon as she woke up, she thought, this is um, this is an act of God that I'm still alive. Yeah. Let me go pray. And that's where she, yep, and that's where she went. <laughs> so. And she was like, well, I could use the, the front door, but nope. I've always wanted to launch through a stained well, glass window. And I'm already on the bike. I'm already on the bike. What, am I going to get off the bike? I'm going to do a drive through prayer. That's silly. And the door, uh, yeah. the door was barricaded, and zombies were. So out maybe there. she knocked. Maybe she tried, she tried. to open. She tried. Yeah. She went. All right. Well, I really want to pray. Well, through the window, <laughs> I go. God will forgive me. Another laugh out loud moment that I showed Renee, and she cracked up too, is when she goes move, and then she revs the bike and does a backflip off of it. Somehow launches the bike hard enough at the other liquor that it not it doesn't hit the liquor back into right. the church. It, it hits it, and they go straight up in the air. Yep. Which physics, that doesn't make sense. But hey, you I don't know, know the physics of liquors. I, I don't know so the physics that, of liquors. That could have affected yeah. the bike in some way. They go straight up in the air, then she shoots it, and we have the amazing slow-motion bullet time of it hitting the gas tank, and then the biggest explosion ever that destroys it. Yep. 
Um, but, Amazing. But only it. Only it. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> and just boom. It's yeah. a really contained huge explosion. Yeah. Right up in the air. Boom. Everybody else is like, oh, Everyone, goodness. Like, applause. I got a little <laughs> bit of metal shrapnel. Everybody else yeah. would have been like, had like motorcycle chunks in their throats. Like, ah, it's hit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God. Just that's, like, like that's a, my favorite moment in the entire two. One, we have the other one. Yeah, but that is my either. It's tied for the other one for me. That yeah, we're going to talk about it a it, little bit. Here. I mean, it was. It's a pretty great introduction. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, like it's fantastic. It's, it's it's cheesy. It feels like a B movie. I feel like I was awesome. going to say something, but I don't want to say anything because it was it was just. It was a very, very appropriate How about how hilarious Jill Valentine's reaction is? Like, nobody says thank you or anything. No one Jill says Val- thank you throughout the whole movie. <laughs> no. I was going to say that when you it said... It saved all the time. When and it's like, Jill Valentine's oh, introduction, Good, when she like, comes into the police station and shoots everyone, not a soul nope. is like, I appreciate you. Nope. No one. They're In just fact, like, Jill's Valentine! Even, Jill's even rude about it. Can we play clip number six? Who the fuck are you? I mean, come on. Give her a break. Maybe she's a little jealous because Jill can't do that. Because Jill's badass, but she can't. Maybe there's some rivalry there. That's possible. Like, Whoa, I was supposed to be the tough girl here. We got lame reporter girl, which we haven't even touched upon. No, we never so, even mentioned she's her. She's so useless. <laughs> she's good. Like, that's the thing. Like, most of the actors are competent. Jill is a little sketchy. Yeah, she's badass, and- but like... Her delivery is a little rough. Yeah, and we we can also talk about. I think it was Oliveira's fake vomit at the end. Yep, yep. that was fake vomit. That was one of my yeah, yeah, yeah. one of the worst. So the, fake the acting's I've hit or miss, seen. but for this movie, it's above average. Yeah, I think Mila Jovovich always kicks ass in these movies, and even though she she, ha- she hits the right tone, where she has enough going on and she's badass without. She handles these super silly, over-the-top moments while still looking cool as shit. And yeah. she's the anchor for this ridiculous... And she's very steely. She's very yeah. machine-like. Um, so she, she does that well. She carries yeah, it out Yeah, really I mean, she well. brought it in Fifth Element and has continued since then. Yeah. I wish she'd do more action films other than Resident Evil, though. Um, but <laughs> who the fuck are you? Um, you know, uh, it's funny. Um, I had my first red carpet um, last year for this little indie comedy I was in. Mm-hmm. And uh, and they were like, oh, okay. Uh, they were supposed to intro me before I went out there. And so Renee and I went out there right after, I forget what fame, like some, I forget, somebody who's like a reality TV star who's a celebrity. And they were all asking him questions. Then I get out there and... Um, Three. This is literally a true. This is legit. What happened? Three of the camera people turned away, and then the fourth one just looked at me and said, "Clip number six. Shit. Stephen. You have to get out. <laughs> <laughs> Clip number six. I'm hiding here. I think it's big enough for all of us. Clip number the, uh, six. The soundboard froze. I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn it. Let's try that again. So the only cameraman who was paying attention to me on the red carpet said, oh, "Fuck are you?" And I said, ah, "It's fine. We'll just we'll just keep walking." You do what you have to do. I'm staying. <laughs> that's what I did. I just stayed. That's, I stayed on that red carpet. I said, "That's what the soundboard did too. Yeah. You do what you gotta do, but I'm staying <laughs> I'm right staying. here. I'm staying here." Uh, um, so we have a, a bathroom mirror, mm-hmm. um, and for some reason, my wife, as a joke, put up a poster of Jonathan Taylor Thomas over the mirror. Yeah. And so I walked in. I woke up the other day and I walked in groggy. You were disoriented. I was so disoriented. I hadn't had my coffee yet because mm-hmm. I had just woken up. Yeah. And you got to take these things in their natural Steps. progression. Um, so I walked into the bathroom. I opened the door. I looked at myself and it was Jonathan Taylor Thomas. And I shook my head and I was like, Who the fuck are you? 
And then you realize. I realized immediately. It was you're JTT. like, man, I'm looking good this oh, morning. Hey. I look, I look kind of prepubescent. I look 20 years what? younger. <laughs> what happened to me? <laughs> Definitely eat garlic, people. It's good for the skin. Man. <laughs> so then we go to uh, Oliveira and Nikolai are being overrun by zombies in a badass kind of... The thing that I like about this movie is that in the action scenes, they, they go wide every once in a while and show you where you are and what's going on. Yeah. And they show like... And a lot of it's practical. There's not a ton of CGI in this. There's some, for sure, like the liquors are CGI, obviously, but Nemesis is practical, which is awesome. Yeah. The zombies are practical. The dogs are, for the most part, practical. And I like that. I think that that grounds even the silliest shit in a bigger reality totally. than, than if it's just all floppy I Am Legend zombie characters, which the new one does a lot of. Anyways, um, but that scene where they're being overrun, there's explo- practical explosions. There's like hundreds of extras. They're, they're all being... And it's chaotic. And you're like, oh, shit, they're trapped. But it's not like, what's happening? I don't know, chaotic. Right. And then Yuri gets bit. And so one Russian down already. It's Damn. real sad. Yeah. Real sad. But then our, our team of heroes with um, Alice and all them, I guess they meet off camera and introduce themselves because they never do it on they screen. They never do it on screen. They're they just, probably, you know, they probably said thank you off screen too. <laughs> Maybe. They probably got yeah. all of, all of got, the niceties out of the way. Just like Jack screen. Bauer on 24 goes to the bathroom when he's off screen yeah. and eats a power bar when he's off screen. Totally. Uh, they walk through the graveyard, mm-hmm. which when they first started walking through the graveyard, what was your thought? Uh, mistake. <laughs> this hey this uh, is a big mistake the dead are walking again Can, where is the best way to shortcut you know what but like even aside from that have you ever just found yourself in a graveyard like this happens yeah. pretty frequently in movies yeah where people just find themselves walking through graveyards graveyards are fenced off yeah, yeah. like there's no just graveyard yeah. out there that you can accidentally happen upon usually they're fenced off because right. people like deface things and are assholes yeah 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 so they they actively sought they're like we're in yep. a zombie apocalypse we're gonna go let's find the yep. nearest graveyard maybe jill should have warned him i told you guys you shouldn't go through the graveyard the dead are coming out of the ground how do you know all this <laughs> I, I watched george a romero movies. hey one of them's coming up behind you kick it in the head <laughs> i told you but the other thing is though i don't fully understand how these zombies come to life because the virus isn't airborne yeah because if it was airborne then all of them would be infected and it's not like it's seeped up through the soil from the hive because it doesn't make sense. Also, it's just a cool like, way to be like, look at zombies crawling out of the ground. It makes no sense it, in the context. It of is the cool, but also like right in that moment, like the virus has been out now for an yeah. in, <laughs> They've been indeterminate waiting. amount of time. These, yeah. these zombies have they're been waiting so, like they're so sneaky. When's when's somebody gonna walk through here? <laughs> they, All of them, at one, and not just like a few were were walking about. Right. It was like. An alarm went off, and all of them jumped of out at the same time. Of all the graveyards in Raccoon City, they chose the, the, s- the sneaky zombie graveyard. <laughs> it's like, fuck, man. Like, ah, you sneaky could, zombies! You couldn't have worse luck. Damn, you sneaky zombies. Yeah. So um, so then uh, we, we have what happened with LJ. LJ. So we haven't even talked about LJ really which, yet. Because he hasn't really come up until come now. Up. And he's introduced just by, like, driving. He's driving? From, he's playing... Uh, Grand Theft Auto. Grand Theft Auto, really. Auto he yeah. Hits, so he drives and he hits one zombie. Can we play clip number nine, please? GTA, motherfucker! <laughs> GTA, motherfucker! I love that. And then after that, he's like, ten points! It's like, I don't think... The, 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 the game didn't go by ten points what? when he hits him. Whatever. Eh, Whatever. You know, latitude. Also, it is kind of ironic that a video game movie is referencing another, another rival video, video game. game. Yeah, strange. How meta. Mm. 
but he's introduced that way. Then he gets distracted by topless zombies. Where did they come from? Well, let's. This is the only time I've ever seen topless zombies. Uh, you didn't Have, see zombie did strippers miss? with Jenna Jameson and no, Robert England. You're right. Guilty. You did not see that one. <laughs> Guilty as charged. I watched ten minutes of it and was like, "Well, this is terrible." That's, Anyways, Robert England's great though, but the movie's awful. Jenna Jameson is not great. <laughs> Actor, she, you know, she's pretty extraordinary. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so what are you going to say about the uh, the topless zombies? Uh, it's just something like there are a couple of things in the movie that I'd never seen before, and I just I always appreciate, especially in zombie movies because it's been done so many oh, yeah. times, seeing something that I've never seen. Like World War Z, I love the running zombies because oh, yeah. that's something I'd never seen before. Twenty eight days later. Yeah, you know, you're right. Um, but it had but been long enough that you forgot. It had been, you saw obviously, it. <laughs> I'd forgotten. Um, but it's just like it's cool to see something that isn't just like zombie yeah. meandering. I know what you mean by World War Z, though, where it was the first time you saw them like swarm, like uh, almost like a, yeah, like they were like, like bees. bees. Yeah, 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 like bees or ants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah. So then, um, so then LJ, uh, I could riff on GTA, motherfucker, but it's pointless. <laughs> uh, he goes in to the police station. And there's a cartoonish amount of guns. Shit! Maybe I was safer outside. Get them guns out of my damn face. And then they hand him a shotgun, and he opens up his jacket. Motherfucker, please. Look, my shit is custom. (laughs) So good. So good. Motherfucker. Motherfucker, Mike Epps uh, improvised most of his lines, to no one's surprise. And he's funny as shit in this movie. He's He's entertaining. He was the most... And I don't think this is a, pri- a surprise that I would say this, but he is the most charming person in this movie. Yeah, of course. The, has the most personality. Was the only, like, when he was in scenes, I was glued, my eyes were glued he's to the so TV. He's so funny. He's so funny, and he's so, like, just effusive. But he never goes, I feel like he never does the thing that sometimes when they let the comedian improv in a movie where it seems just completely out of character and completely, like, Ryan Reynolds I love in stuff like Deadpool, but in Blade Trinity, they just let him improv all over, and some of it was like, the fuck that has nothing to do with the plot or what's going on right yeah, now it's some, just like sometimes it's tricky but this each one seems like his character would say that in that moment yeah some of those things i wonder if like they did 20 takes and then they just used the wrong one yeah. like first oh, yeah. first five texts were like because takes Reynolds were on point hilarious in deadpool yeah so i think they just picked the wrong one yeah but uh but yeah my gaps motherfucker please my shit it. is custom um Hannah, my my wife, did point out, because she was uh, watching the movie mm-hmm. as well, that it was, like, as stereotypical as they could have made, oh, yeah. like, the lone black character oh, yeah. in the film. He's a walking stereotype. Yeah, but still, I, I really appreciated that he had personality. I also that like that great. he survived. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> kind of uh, a surprise. Spoiler alert, he dies real quickly in Resident Evil Extinction, the third one. They they realized their mistake, real and quickly. they were like, they're oh, like, oh, no, no, we gotta keep, we gotta keep these stereotypes going, because <laughs> that's what... <laughs> Movies sometimes are unfortunately built on. But uh, my shit is custom. I'm trying to think of something like that. Uh, oh, you know, I, I, I don't know if you've ever played the video game Little Big Planet. I haven't. Tell me uh, about it. It's like a, you're playing like a little sack toy and you're running around like a, like a burlap sack toy and you're okay. running around this kind of Mario land and like it's very imaginative. And uh, true story, my wife and her friend Amy decided to try and play it one night when my buddy Ozzy was over as well. And, um, they spent an hour and a half, seemingly, it may have been only 30 minutes, but it felt like an hour and a half, changing the costumes of their characters. And we were like, can you just play with the normal character they give you? And my wife looked at me and said, Motherfucker, please, look. 
My shit is custom. And sure enough, it was a very customized character that I yeah. appreciated. So it sure fun, was. fun fact, Ben. Yeah, uh, there's uh, there's a shopping center with a CVS and like a Greek restaurant down yeah. on the corner. You know where that Chili's is near Luis and Burbank and uh, Ventura Boulevard? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, of course. Yeah. I know where all the Chili's are. Yeah, exactly. Right. So there's a there's a place. I was walking around there. I was like, you know, what? I want to get some lunch. So I walk into a place. I'm like, screw it. Nine times out of ten, it's going to be a restaurant. So I walk in. The counter, this little girl's like, hi, sir. Welcome to Chop Stop. Would you like to try our barbecue chicken salad or would you like to try our Greek salad? What would you like? I'm like, motherfucker, please. Look, my shit is custom. You don't order from the menu. You order from the make-your-own salad. I like <laughs> it. I appreciate that, Stephen. I was I was traveling abroad uh, two years ago now. Yeah. Um, and uh, we were trying to get into Costa Rica, and we had to go through customs. And uh, I was, <laughs> they they weren't they they like had to go through a bunch of paperwork. Yeah. They weren't letting me in, and I was like, I was like, they they had a bunch of people with them because mm-hmm. like every like progressing minute they were like, someone else come over here, take a look at this, take a look at this, and I was like, please, just I I really need to use the bathroom. Can you just let me pass? Uh, like this is all my shit here. Um, and the guy looked at me and he was like, motherfucker, please look. My shit is custom. <laughs> Can't top that. Cannot <laughs> top that. Not even going to try. So then there's the cowboy character on the top of the roof uh, who, it wouldn't be a post-apocalyptic movie if there wasn't somebody with a southern accent and a cowboy hat being super stoked they finally get to shoot some things. Yeah. Because he's like, woohoo! I can shoot everything that moves! Again, another stereotype, but hey. Yeah. They yeah. always have it. There's always somebody on a roof always. that's super pumped. They can finally just, just laws be damned. I'm going to shoot me some zombies. So two things that yeah, I would yeah, definitely yeah. do if I were in a zombie apocalypse. Yep. One is if someone came into the church I was hiding in, I would accept them with open arms. Yep. And I would say, let's fight these zombies together. Two, I would never, ever, ever, ever drink alcohol no he's drinking this guy is wasted he's just like throwing beers back shooting from the top of the roof like because he thinks he has those 30 cops to save him down there then nemesis walks up which by the way we forgot to mention that nemesis gets uh activated Mm -hmm. and then he gets a hunger game style drop off where this helicopter comes and just drops (laughs) off this suitcase full of seemingly limitless rockets for his rocket launcher right and a giant gatling gun and he goes up there (laughs) And he just goes, and rocket launches the sniper. Yep. Then he Gatling guns with precision somehow, which I don't think you're going to aim Gatling guns. No, two of them like like just flipping your arm around. He has 5,000 rounds. It makes sure to tell you it's 5,000 rounds in it. And you see it clocked down. And Mike Epps is just like, oh, Oh, shit. shit. Yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, shit, shit. And then he drops the guns. He's like, respect, man, respect. And so Nemesis leaves him alone and says that. (laughs) That's Nemesis. I think that's like his only line in the movie. The rest is just howls. Yeah. But he looks awesome. He does. His practical makeup is badass. But can we play the stars again? Stars. I don't know if you know this, but uh, from the producers of Empire, Uh there's this new show. Stars. And it's premiering, I think, tonight. And it's supposed to be all about... Stars. And I think it got four... Uh, from reviews, um, but I'm not really sure. And but and in it there are four. Stars. I think there's Queen Latifah, Benjamin Bratt, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. and two other. It'll already be released in like three months, and I'll watch it on. Stars. 
There you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. My first commercial acting job, I was a uh, spokesperson for. Stars. Um, when I first came to L.A., I walked down Hollywood Boulevard and I looked down at the. Stars. Uh, speaking of, there has been a specific star on Hollywood Boulevard that was. I already said the word. Fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> uh, hey, Ash versus Evil Dead is on. All right. State your name. Damn it! No! What's happening right now? What is happening? I'd say there's potential. Somebody what is going on right now? I feel like <laughs> I feel like our show has gone. Steven, what are you doing? Oh, uh, I think I know what's happening. Uh, hey, hey, now. <laughs> this is such a long play, but I love it. <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. Holy shit! We could skip to the chorus. <laughs> You better nail this. Holy shit! Sorry for the long build. Well, that was a hundred percent worth it. Don't don't ever apologize for that. <laughs> Plus, we got to see Jesse's super sweet guitar skills. Yeah, I don't know if you guys caught that, but I was jamming along with Smash Mouth there. <laughs> so, so then, holy shit! Oh, that was my favorite thing. All right, that's wait, ever happened wait. On the show. So, so while while Ben's in a little bit please, of a tizzy here, please. I think we were talking earlier that um, Alice's introduction, she waits an awkwardly long time to help. Well, just you know what, roll it. My name. Like, what's your name, man? <laughs> That's super long. I mean, come on, just, just, just. Like just there are zombies coming. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, good. Thank you, thank you for that. Oh my god. So that. Don't. It's not. Oh, it's not done no, yet. It's definitely not done. She has more to say. Okay, okay, she does remember everything. Yeah. Good, good to know, Perfect. Alice. Perfect. She was in amnesia. She's like the zombie apocalypse version of Jason Bourne, uh, and then she gets superpowers. So like Bourne Legacy, when they all were taking pills that made them super, and then they ditched that in the new Jason Bourne, because that made no sense. Yeah. So silly. Uh, so then we get Nemesis versus Alice round one, where she's like, there's something out there. I don't see anything. Well, that doesn't negate the fact that there is something out there. And she, her big plan is just to run straight at this guy with a, two huge guns yep. and just blasting her little pea shooters comparatively. She gets knocked aside. They're throwing down. He chases her. She jumps over a fence. He crushes a cop car when he jumps over. She crashes through a window. He crashes through a wall. And then she slides, my favorite is when she's running down a hall, she shoots open the garbage disposal, sh- garbage disposal, disposal shoot. There we go. That's, that's words. There we go. I have the best words. Uh, <laughs> and then she slides on her back and shoots his feet, slides down. He shoots a rocket down at her and she tips the garbage thing and, and he shields herself. And then he's like, 
Oh, she's probably dead. That's and it. just walks off. When? After all that. After he was able to sense, like, he can sense everything. Yeah. Right? Like, he has a scanner he that's, like, like a, civilian, a, 0% he, he threat. He has, uh, they're hooked into him through, yeah. like, a computer umbrella thing. Yeah. So he shoots this, and he's like, probably. <laughs> probably. Probably got if her. If not, we'll fight later. Yeah. <laughs> what a lazy bad guy. It's not a big deal. It's like what we've talked about on the show a hundred times when the good guys are chasing the bad guys, and then they, like, they go off uh, around a corner, and they're like, ha! Can't get them now. And you're like, wait, no, you can. It's just a corner, man. They're, dude, they're still there somewhere. Make a right turn. It doesn't make any sense it's to me. It's crazy. The, the other thing that didn't make a whole lot of sense about Nemesis was like when he first shows up and they're shooting him and he just like is absorbing the bullets. Yeah. And then... Just blood spraying out still, but nothing. Yeah, it doesn't matter. But then later he's, he's like near death because he's pushed into just a shard of metal. Yeah. I don't know if he's near death or just embarrassed. He's just like, man, he's, well, he's, I caused, he's like, I caused yeah. this thing by pulling the shard of metal off to fight Alice. Yeah. And then I should have thought about it. I should have thought about not standing right in front of the shard of metal. Something we learned about Nemesis is he doesn't follow through on a lot of his thoughts. He does not. He, does he not. is very in the moment. He is, you know, and <laughs> if more of us could be in the moment like Nemesis, oh, life would be so much he's better. He's a hero of mine. He's a hero. Nemesis. So then... Uh, LJ happens to run into Jill and the reporter. Uh-huh. Let's just skip ahead because they all they all go they converge on the school. Doctor Ashford has called them because he's hooked into all the computers somehow. You do what you have to yep, do. That's it. I'm staying here. So then he um, he calls Alice and he calls the the Oliveira and Nikolai and he's like, "You got to save my daughter. She's in the school." They go to the school and um, the report. First off, Jill gives the reporter a gun and goes, "Split up." And it's like. She's a reporter. It's so great because they're. She even says like, "I don't even know how to shoot a gun." They like it's easy, and like usually in those moments, that person makes some like remarkable like between the eyes shot. But she just goes up to the second floor and gets wasted by zombies immediately. immediately. She goes in like, "Are you okay?" And then like thirty kids, which they don't kill the the kid zombies, they just disappear and never show up again. Well, they so just schools out. Schools out. And Angie was hiding in the classroom somehow because then Jill finds her later. Right. And it's like, how did... Oh, but Angie's infected, so maybe that's why they didn't eat her. Maybe... No. I don't... I, I don't really don't so. know. I don't, that knows? one's tough to follow, but I... It, yeah, Then we fine. get a lot of backstory about, which we've already talked about, how Angie is Dr. Ashford's daughter. She had this uh, leg disease that she couldn't walk, and now she has the T-virus, but then the antivirus is helping her balance it out. She has a perfect cocktail inside of her. Yes. Also, sorry, there's an important bit of information just to rewind this all the way. Mm-hmm. In the beginning, when they're taking important people out of homes... She gets, uh, her car gets her hit. Her car gets hit, um, mm-hmm. and so she's stranded behind. <laughs> Wait, whoops! Yeah, Whoopsie. and no one, no one is like... Yeah. Should we, should we check? Are they cool? Everyone's just like, oh, eleven. In the cars. caravan, yeah. <laughs> They're looking in their in their side view. I think there's eleven. Yeah, I count eleven. It's like, anyone want to circle back? What did we forgot? No, we forgot Angie. Yeah. in the voice of the mom in Home Alone. Yeah. So then Nikolai comes in when there's all these dogs that are attacking, and he shoots one of them point blank. And can we play Nikolai's clip twelve? <laughs> Which would be super badass Yep. if the next moment he didn't get attacked by a dog and as he's being eaten by that one, Velociraptor clever girl style, another one shows up. And can we play clip 13? Clip 13? Oh, there we go. It sounded like Nemesis burping in the beginning. That's why I was throwing it. So we play that one more time. One more time. Oh, shit. So, so he just had this... 
<laughs> it just had this awesome moment. And then they totally deep blue see you where he's like, oh, Nikolai's a bad Oh, shit. Nope, he's dead. Nope. Stay. Stay. Oh, shit. You know? Uh, I've had that happen before with dogs in the past. With Actually, when Sundance, when we first, uh, my dog, when we first adopted him, he was a little uh, rambunctious and a little aggressive. And I remember one time, I was trying to teach him how to stay, and and it just didn't work, and he rushed me. But it started off like this. Stay. And then he started running at me. Oh, shit. And then I realized he just wanted a pat. He's just such a cutie. <laughs> I didn't know where to go with that. No, so you did. I, we got there. We got there. We got there. We got there somehow. Oh, shit. You got anything to add to that? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Oh, oh, shit. oh man. Sometimes... Uh, Sometimes when I say good jokes on here, mm-hmm. afterwards Stephen will come up to me and say, "Oh shit!" Well, I was gonna say stay. Uh, <laughs> so, so let's try that again. So sometimes when I tell good jokes on here, Stephen will say, well, "Stay." Minus shooting me, and sometimes <laughs> no, he's shooting in the air. Yeah, that was the sound super, of him. yeah, yeah. It's a salute it's to a me. Celebratory sh- uh, uh, shot. And then sometimes when I say bad jokes and maybe get a little too political. He just looks at the comments and thinks... Maybe I was safer outside. <laughs> that too. Get them guns out of my damn face. Just <laughs> playing fast and loose here. I like it. Um, so we, we had like a little bit of a get-together at our house yeah. Uh, yeah. a couple weeks ago. And, uh, you know, the crowd started to dissipate. And like one person was just hanging out. And it was like super late and we both had to happens. get up early and i was like hey man are you gonna are you gonna stay or are you gonna go and he was like stay i was like fuck oh, shit. and you were like I oh like, shit oh shit yeah i want to move on to uh my oh no there's my top three moments in this movie we've already talked about the one yep flipping the flipping off the motorcycle, the motorcycle. shooting it blowing it up I don't know what order they're in. I think they're all tied. Second favorite moment is coming up where the dogs are chasing, a la the scene in Jurassic Park with the Velociraptors, in the kitchen, Jill Valentine and Angie. And so she turns on all the the gas stoves. And somehow Alice knows she hasn't shown up to the school yet. This is her first appearance at the school, right? Unless she went there as a child. Unless she went there as a child. (laughs) Maybe. So she shows up to the school. Happens to know exactly where they are. Maybe she heard screaming. Sure, okay. Mm-hmm. Happens to know that Jill turned on the gas. Yep. Happens to have a cigarette that she she hasn't smoked yet. They smoke in the next scene, and then she just flips the cigarette in and happens to have a flame retardant thing to wrap her and Angie with while Jill just has to dive off and <laughs> hope she doesn't get blown up. There's so many coincidental things, but it's hilariously badass because they run through they're like oh shit and she's just like fuck you dog she doesn't say that but her eyes her say, eyes it. say Boom. it yeah. and then this this shield this flame retardant sheet comes out of nowhere and she's like but it's so here's here's just another Explain. another layer to mm-hmm. what you're saying I wish it was the multicolored parachute from like elementary school that'd be amazing it should have been but then it would have caught on fire because those things were for sure flammable for sure flammable for sure super dangerous <laughs> um, but so she flicks the cigarette mm-hmm. the doors are closed she flicks the cigarette to coincide with exactly. the dogs jumping through the window so as the dogs are breaking the window the flame goes through the window yep. Ignites the gas and then it explodes the dog. A lot of convenience. Like it's super good timing. But um, hey, she's really good at that. We've learned. We have. We have. We've learned that. But um, so last week, as we were leaving, you were like, "Have you seen the movie?" And I was like, "No, I haven't seen it." And you're like, "Just remember, 
where did she get that cigarette from? <laughs> yes, I from? did tell you that. I told you that. <laughs> and I was like waiting for it the whole movie. I was like, where's the cigarette? You couldn't even focus on the no. rest of the movie because you're like, where's the cigarette? Like an hour and 15 minutes into the movie, I'm like, I'm pretty sure the plot is, where's the cigarette? Because that's so, well, how what did I'm it pay off on. since I planted that seed? Really, really well. Right? Yeah. Because I'll bet you were like, I don't know where it was. I don't know where it came from. So then we find out Oliveira is has been bitten, mm-hmm. and he just he's lucky because they found the antivirus. Which, by the way, the rest of the series then forgets to mention the antivirus until the final chapter when they conveniently bring it up it's again. Not an Anyways, part. whatever. Yeah. So uh, he, they have this weird sexual exchange in the car where Alice reveals that she's been infected too. Can we do the? Uh, clip? Don't worry, I'm not contagious. Oh, no, keep going. I think there's more. And they infected you with the T-virus as well? Yeah. But don't worry. I'm not contagious. Uh, man, mm. my brain immediately goes to the L.A. dating scene. Yes. Uh, I, was, I was out hanging out at a bar after working at Tokyo Delves one night where I used to work. Shout out. I was hanging out at a bar. I'll, I won't name it, just in case this girl's still around there. And there's a very nice girl. She was super drunk. Um, and she had a giant cold sore right here, and I was, and she kept trying to like make out with me, and I was like, hey, like I have nothing against that, just maybe we should wait till it like dies down, and then because it's fine if it's dormant, it's fine. One in three people have it, no big deal. But let's just wait. And then she looked at me drunk and said, but don't worry, I'm not contagious. I'm pretty sure, medically speaking, you are. So just give it a day Do you know or two. What the heart wants what it wants. Heart wants Who are you wants. to say no to the fire, fiery passion of someone's heart? You're right. You're right. Um, have, like, I hate myself for saying that story. <laughs> I hate myself. Have you ever been so drunk that you go up to someone in your state um, and they're like, God damn, you're drunk. And you look at them and you're like, but don't worry. I'm not contagious. That's what she was in that moment. That's what she was. Yeah. I hate it when you have friends that that come over, and especially now that I have a ten week old baby, uh, they come over and they're sniffling and shit, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Oh, it's just allergies," and I'm like, "Really?" And they're like, "Yeah, it's just allergies. Don't worry." But don't worry, I'm not contagious. And inevitably, I always get sick. Whenever somebody says, "Don't worry, I'm not contagious." Yes, you are. You're 100% contagious. You're 100% contagious. You just wanted to get out of your house and have fun and ruin everyone else's life. Yeah. If this is the first time you've been out of your house in three days... like You're contagious. You're contagious still. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Don't so go where a baby off. is. Yeah, I went to the doctor and he... Because I was sick last week. You guys know this. Yeah, um, I do. And I went to the doctor and I was talking to him and he's like trying to explain to me that I only have a basic cold and I'm like, is it contagious? He's like, no, it's not contagious. I'm like, no, you don't understand... Motherfucker, please look. My shit is custom. <laughs> I don't have a normal cold, okay? It was custom. Your shit was custom. Your shit was from five other people who were not contagious that were around you that then became a super T virus cold inside your body, and then it 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 bonded with your cells and you became superhuman. Is that yeah, what because he asked for a stool sample. I gave it to him. It was blue, and he's like, "What's this?" And I was like, "Motherfucker, please look. <laughs> My shit is custom." You had been Quite drinking literally. a lot of blue raspberry, uh, <laughs> blue raspberry slurpees. I, uh, I think, like literally speaking, everyone's shit is custom. Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah for the most part. Mm-hmm. So now we come to my third favorite part in the movie. Yeah, my third favorite tide moment, Alice moment. Yeah. Um, 
where they find out through Dr. Ashford that the heli- there's one helicopter after they rescue Angie from the school and we've lost several people, including Jill Valentine's partner, who we haven't talked about yet because he's very underdeveloped. Yeah. Um, he gets bitten very early on and takes forever to change because uh, it's convenient for the plot. Um, then they go to the helicopter that's the last one taking off, even though like three more show up in that scene. <laughs> but whatever. It's the final helicopter. They're going to board it. And Alice kicks the shit out of a sniper guy on the roof. Somehow she gets up on the roof just to immediately come back down from the roof scaling it as she runs down the roof attached to a rope and then doesn't shoot the guys like Oliveira did in the beginning she just roundhouse kicks the shit out of a whole bunch of them well she had momentum yeah I mean yeah it's just like a slingshot (laughs) yeah that shot where she's running in slow motion and her hair's like going out yeah awesome and hilarious this movie has those three moments are at the same time, super badass and super hilarious. I was telling you before the show, that was my favorite moment of her it's just so running down the side of the building. And it looks like somebody legitimately did some of it. Like, at least some of it wasn't CGI. Sure. It looks practical I enough. I mean, if you're, as we've seen when Oliveira jumped out of the helicopter, if you're attached to a rope, you, you can, can jump anything. from any you height. Can do anything so just movie. the fact that she chose, instead of just jumping, to run. Yeah. Props to her. And like, for most get of it, that it cardio like, up. For most of it, it looks like she's just doing the motion of yeah, running and not she's actually not making, making contact. Connect, any contact with the building. Yeah. It's just like... Maybe she's just so practicing good. for when she gets on the ground. So good. So then the lead bad guy, who I forget his name, but he's a corporate umbrella douchebag with a, a very thick accent. He's like, I want you to fight Nemesis. I want you to fight him. Because he's, I guess, which they don't really say... But I guess the whole purpose is they're trying to build the perfect weapon and they're trying to see if this freakishly ugly monster guy is better than this super hot badass Alice girl. Mm-hmm. My vote's on Alice because yeah. she could blend in better in, in situations. So even if Nemesis is stronger, if Alice is your weapon, she could infiltrate somewhere because she looks like a human yeah, they could- and not a garbage pill kid who mixed in with the toxic avenger i feel like they could have easily put whatever powers they gave to nemesis just given those powers to her without having all the like extra bulk and like grotesqueness it's like they're just like "Mm, this would be kind of or maybe maybe it's because the t-virus bonded differently with his cells that's why sure which then so at first you're like oh okay cool but then trust me by the sixth chapter everything that happens in this movie and everything that happens in Resident Evil 3 makes no fucking sense. So please talk to me. I'm dying here. I you, want to talk about listen, this. Listen, you don't have to trust Ben. You can trust me. I will also talk to you about it. Yes, there we go. I just want to build that up. So they have this big fight. It's kind of choppy. You sort of see what's going on. They're hand-to-hand. Then he pulls off the piece of the building, the, the metal. Yeah. Ra- somehow he pulls off a random metal chunk. And then foreign, Whoosh. the thick-accent bad guy throws the two thing has, police clubs has, has blades him. up his sleeves has and just him. is like by yeah, the just, way here, you go. here are blades they're fighting she kicks she roundhouse kicks him three times into the building and then basically ba- uh, stereotypical bad guy dude says you're perfect some experiments are expendable whatever and nemesis is like wait you're <laughs> turning on me and he feels useless now so he pulls himself off he picks up his Gatling gun, and you think he's going to be good. You're a bad guy, and he's like, kill them. What does he do? <laughs> Shoots all the umbrella pol- uh, soldiers around. Alice gets free. Three more helicopters, even though there was only one left, show up. Two. Sorry, two more. So there's Get three. the math right. Sorry. And then, and then she's getting shot at in a badass that you've seen in every action movie since Die Hard. 
the helicopter shooting through the glass and she's running in slow motion. She's John McCain, John McCaining it. <laughs> John, well, War hero, John War hero. McCain. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. I mean, he may have done that. He Who may knows? have. He may have. Yeah. And then, then right when she's about to get killed, Nemesis just pops up in front of her with a rocket launcher again. Shoots the one helicopter, which then shoots a shard of that to the other, which then shoots that helicopter onto Nemesis and kills him. Yep. I don't think that would kill him, by the way. He There's, seems pretty it's invincible. It's unclear what can kill him. This it's, is a problem that I have. doesn't make any sense. But, like, so they pit... He, he pits the two of them together, or against each other, and then he, like, clearly is helping Alice out by throwing her the yeah. blades. And, like, okay, to even the playing field, because nemesis grabbed metal off the yeah. building but like that's part of nemesis is that he can do that yeah so she so has to figure it she out she has to figure it out yeah. why are you helping her i think he really wants alice to win uh, yeah i think because so. the nemesis isn't dead he's just hanging out, and clearly he's just kind of like wounded it's like round one right round one ding, of, ding, ding, you know ding, ding. super punch out versus glass joe and you're like <laughs> okay all right like he could have gone again but he's like nope you failed oh, i can't go because i'm sad i mean i'm pretty sure if you impaled alice on there she would have oh, she would have died so i mean i think doesn't nemesis again, win in theory i don't know you i don't feel know. like he does but then again he's he was too stupid to leave the shard of glass there or leave the leave metal the shard there of metal. yeah he should have just um, and when he pulled it off and just bent that so it's like just bent it back just, just, like hold on a second like yeah. <laughs> you know uh, and then he ultimately like killed himself it's like maybe. if you eat with a wonky fork and you stab your lip it's your own fault you should yeah. have bent it especially if you initially bent that fork if you mm-hmm. bent that fork and you're like eh. yeah yeah like on a really I really want plate. my noodles yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck oh, how'd this happen so, um, and then your dad was like, You're my least favorite child, and you're like, Oh, fuck. So then, <laughs> then they all get on the helicopter after Nemesis is maybe killed. Who knows? He never shows up in any of the other movies, so I guess he's dead. But then, so do several characters, and or then they he's, pop up now. Later. He's just into meditation, yeah, he's just into he's super like into meditation, studying mindfulness. Yeah, that's what's happening. And so, the bad guys talking to Alice after he shot Dr. Ashford, by the way, we forgot about that, whatever, who cares? Uh, and he's looking at her, and can we play clip 15? This is when they're flying off in the helicopter right as they're starting to take off. Killing me won't put things right. No! But it's a start! Yeah! Yeah, it sure is. No! But it's a start! And she throws him off the helicopter, and then he gets bit by Dr. Ashford, who's now turned, which, by the way, Dr. Ashford turned real real quick. Real quick. Real quick. You do what you have to do. <laughs> I'm staying. And he does stay. Yeah. And he eats him and then like 400 zombies in clo- close up on him. Then we forgot to say that there's this ticking clock where it, the city's going to get nuked. Whoops. And uh, so they speed, it, they speed it up. The nuke hits right as they're flying off. Their helicopter crashes. Oh, shit. <laughs> Their helicopter crashes. And the one person with superhuman strength is the only one that's left behind and dead. Or on the verge of death. They all escape. Spoiler alert. They all escape and they're alive in the next movie. Yep. Some of them. Well, they're all in the ending sequence of this movie. Yeah. Also. But like. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. I almost and forgot. As we all know, as long as you're outside of the immediate blast zone of a nuclear bomb. <laughs> there's no fallout. There's nothing else that can happen yeah. to you. You just have yeah. to escape the explosion itself. Yep. And you're fine. And then Khaleesi's uh, stalker yeah. shows up and, and zips her up and, and they take her to a lab. And then there's all these news reports saying, oh, exposed, there was a zombie outbreak. And then they're like, it's an elaborate hoax. Never mind, it was a nuclear reactor. And it's like, I get that they're trying to like show how, make a commentary on how political spin happens. But that's some huge spin. That's, that's a stretch. It's completely ridiculous. Also, that like, the, who, 
the umbrella that would literally be staging an entire movie before a nuclear meltdown in that city, right. knowing that there was going to be a nuclear meltdown. You wanted to cover up, right? And no one, like, for the whole night, it was like radio silence. Like no one, yeah, nobody, no one called it. out of Raccoon City and was like, <laughs> "We got an issue here." <laughs> And it's zombie related. Oh yeah! Don't believe the I mean, hype. Vine didn't exist for Facebook Live. If it was Facebook Live, that would have been all yeah, over. Yeah, but it. everyone had telephones. I think. I think so. Like that was not pre-telephone, so. right? It's not pre-telephone. Like, someone would have called out. And was like, not we need help. Someone send emergency vehicles. I think, I think planes, Umbrella whatever. shut all that down. Yeah, I guess they just jammed a satellite. I guess that's what. That's how you do it. So then. She wakes up again, like in the end, you didn't see the end of the first movie, but the beginning of this starts off with the end of the first movie, where she uh-huh. wakes up in, in a weirdly oversized paper towel. <laughs> and in this one, she's in a Luke Skywalker uh, water chamber, where she's being experimented on again. And she escapes, and can we play clip number 16? Because this is what she says. After she's, like, scribbling on a notepad and can't really speak, all her memories come back in. My her. name is Alice. It's a long pause. Everything. She does this amazing thing where she goes, my name is Alice. My name. <laughs> and I remember. And she's so badass. Then she pulls a pen, brings it up to the doctor's eye and goes, nah, I'm not going to kill you. Elbow. Just stab him. No. Stab him in the eyeball. That's a probably a brand new pen. But then we learn that he orchestrated this, so that's why she didn't kill him. Because she's now under his control. Fuck orders. Fuck orders. Fuck orders. So she kills a bunch of people. She escapes. And, uh... Then she goes out and somehow all of her old friends, Oliveira, Jill Valentine, and LJ, are all in a car in now umbrella outfits, and no one recognizes them, even though I'm sure there was a company-wide, go fuck yourself, these guys. Yep. Uh, also, when she escapes, the security dude's watching, and she now has telekinetic powers and can, make, can bleed out his eyes and nose and ears. Yeah, and this is another, like, graveyard moment where they all show up at the exact moment she's woken up and remembered everything. <laughs> like, what tremendous timing. If they had Shown up like twenty minutes five, early. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh boy, she's still Shit. in the water. Uh-oh. And it's not like they know that she now has telekinetic powers because I can buy that she has telekinetic powers and she she Jedi she these these aren't the umbrella employees you're looking for. All of them, you know, right. where she's like, don't look this way. But still, how did they know to show up then? Unless they're all in on it too. Spoiler alert: in the third movie, she still has telekinetic powers, but they ditch the entire thing of her being under their control. And it never comes up again. They just decided against it. She's still under their control, but they were like, that's too much power to have over one person. Sure. She's wandering around the desert yeah. in the third one. And at one point, they're all being attacked by thousands of crows that are zombified. Hmm. Hundreds, hundreds of crows. And they have a flamethrower, and she uses her telekinetic power to direct the flames to consume all of them. That's kind of cool. Ben, they don't drop that. Yes, they do. No, they don't. In the third one, remember, she looks up at the satellite and her and telekinetic shuts it down. You're right. She shuts, shuts down. down the satellite. So she's fighting the programming. You're right. Yeah. But they drop that she was with her characters. They drop how they, where they all went. But she's able to shut it off? I guess what I'm saying is That's from the first one designed. to the second. Well, you're right. You're right. Thank you for calling me out on that, Stephen, because someone would have. Uh, from the first one to the second one, it, takes immediately, it goes immediately from the cliffhanger to the new movie. This one has a definite cliffhanger, and then they leave a huge gap as to what happened. And it's, My name. There we go. But hey, they're fun as shit. It's also They're fun. <laughs> oh my god. What's your name? It's Alice! Oh my god. I could talk about these movies all day, it's son. Alice. I could talk about these movies all day. All day. Son. I remember everything. Don't even get me started about how clone Michelle Rodriguez comes back. 
in two different forms in number five as a good person and a bad person. Ah, oh, it's B movie Roger Corman cheese beauty, man. This these, these are amazing. This is like Roger Corman made this whole series, and like you said, each draft was a first was a first movie. Yeah, and they just loosely tied them together. They just figured it out. Oh, this has been so much fun. If you haven't seen Resident Evil, the final chapter yet. Uh, don't go in IMAX 3D because it'll make you want to vomit and sit in the very back of the theater so you can maybe make out what's going on. Uh, but hey, if you have supervision and you were able to see everything, please tell me. And comment on the plot holes too. I want to discuss and nerd out about the plot holes in the final chapter. And also, if it's really the final chapter. Jesse, uh, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at too much Jesse, promlosers.com for sketches coming up. Yeah. You can find me at the Ben Begley. I'm also going to start putting more sketches. Uh, we have a sketch group, Dingus Con, that we're going to start doing. I'll tell you that link later. And also, uh, Funhouse Massacre. It's on Showtime and, uh, and all that good stuff. At Funhouse Mass, FunhouseMassacreMovie.com. Next week, we didn't pick a movie yet, but we will tweet it out very soon. We will be doing a movie. We will be doing a movie. We'll be back here next week. Same Resident Evil time, different <laughs> Resident Evil movie. Until next time, what is your guilty movie pleasure? From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit PopcornTalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only, not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners and principals. Stars.